This live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. Very nice to have you join us for the show today. I'm going to start off with a little bit of news uh, from the horse world. Uh, starting off, uh, Del Mar, uh, really uh, race season opening and the status of Hall of Fame trainer Jerry Hollendorfer has been up in the air. Uh, officials at the San Diego area track have yet to announce officially uh, what may happen with Jerry. He was uh, banned, of course, um, from Santa Anita by the Stronic Group, and uh, there have been some questions about whether proper due process uh, has happened in this case. Uh, many of his horses were relocated to Los Alamitos where he is allowed to stable and race. In the meantime, his lawyer and Elmar officials have been very careful about what they will and won't say in this situation. Uh, it's been a very strange one and um, one that we're sort of waiting on an agreement and to find out what actually might happen uh, with Jerry Hollendorfer. Multiple news outlets have recently reported Princess Haya bint al-Hussein, the former president of the FEI, or Federation Equestre Internationale, has fled the United Arab Emirates with her two children. Reportedly, she is seeking asylum and is seeking a divorce from her husband, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashad Al Maktoum. Uh, a little bit of a soap opera there. Uh, she uh, is the daughter, of course, of the Jordanian king, uh, Hussein bin Talal, and she has served two terms as the president of the FEI from 2006 to 2014. Uh, before her role with the FEI, the princess competed herself in show jumping, representing Jordan at the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. So very well connected in the horse world and very well connected uh, as far as uh, the United uh, Arab Emirates are concerned and of course the ruler of Dubai. Um, very interesting. She in fact is his sixth wife married him in 2004. Uh, the Sheikh, who's 69, earned individual silver in endurance at the 2010 Altec FEI World Equestrian Games in Kentucky. He also owns quite a few well-known thoroughbred racing stables, including Godolphin. Uh, and uh, he, of course, has a very, very uh, exciting life in the thoroughbred racing world. So it'll be very interesting to follow this story and find out um, if, uh, in fact, she manages to uh, stay overseas. It's been reported that either she is in Germany or possibly Great Britain, but her exact location is as yet unknown. 
This week, coming off a record juvenile sales season in which gross receipts have topped 200 million for the first time for the US uh, and the world economy is just humming along, there is an air of optimism this week at the Lexington sale grounds at Phasic Tipton to see possibly a very, very good July sale with 364 selected yearlings that have been catalogued. And that actually kicks off the yearling season, which goes through October of 2019. Uh, as of early on Monday, 37 horses had been withdrawn and uh, of course that sale uh, is well underway and it'll be interesting to follow it and see who is popular uh, this, at this time of year. Very sadly, one of Britain's top horses has died. Jessica Mendoza is heartbroken as the horse that took her to the Olympics at the age of 20 in 2016 uh, very sadly passed away after having uh, a foal four weeks early. Um, she couldn't get enough milk to nurse the foal. They did find a nurse mare who had actually recently lost her foal and um, she took the, uh, the foal and it is actually doing very well um, but sadly Spirit T did pass away. She has named the filly Barcelona T after the last show, the Nations Cup final, where she competed with Spirit T. So our prayers and thoughts go out to uh, that foal and also to all connections to one of Britain's top horses. Quite a sight this week for commuters on Monday morning on the Sunrise Highway. A, um, a sight a little bit like the wild, wild west as a rogue thoroughbred was found trotting along the median of some very busy traffic lanes. Thankfully, a Suffolk County Deputy Sheriff and a police officer managed to rescue the horse, which had escaped just a little while earlier from local Brookhaven farm. Highway Patrol Officer Matthew Siesto responded to multiple 911 calls that a horse was running westbound on the Sunrise uh, Rise Highway between exit 57 and 56, uh, right before 7.30 in the morning. So during rush hour, um, the horse apparently escaped after a, a tree fell and damaged the horse's pen. Uh, Siesto was flagged down by the horse's caretaker who got into the patrol vehicle. Uh, they then uh, actually were, the, the deputy was actually eastbound uh, on the side of the median and was able to grab the horse. And after quite an adventurous morning, they walked the 30-year-old thoroughbred back to the farm. And that was Oppie. You wouldn't think an op a 30-year-old thoroughbred would be interested in still racing, but apparently he wanted to race some of the cars in the rush hour on Monday morning. So I should imagine that was quite a sight, and I think you can find that uh, on the NBC news outlet and watch that video. We're very thankful that the horse was fine. We've got a very exciting show coming up for you. Uh, we have Dr. Lynch. He's been talking about different um, lameness, arthritis, and, uh, and sports injuries, and uh, we're going to have another segment with him. This show, we also have a chance to share another interview with you from our silver medalist who lives here in the horse capital, Clayton Fredericks. We were able to be out on his farm with him and his wife and uh, four-legged family and Rastus the dog who was on a, a squirrel patrol quite determined to either jump up in my lap for a scratch or uh, run around and make sure that no squirrels were on our broadcast so um, we'll be able to share that with you another segment with Linda Pirelli and lots more we've got some uh, barrel updates and news 
with uh, top equestrian championship uh, barrel racer, Squeak Larkins with Turning Point, and, uh, and lots more for you uh, in this show this week. And don't forget, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we have our very special Horse Capital Spotlight on somebody who either lives here in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, who's a top equestrian or a star, in fact, in the horse world. And uh, we love to share that with you at 10 a.m on uh, Facebook page. So please make sure you're tuning in for that. We've been in the middle of a Linda Pirelli series and uh, we have Clayton Fredericks. And just for about 10 or 12 minutes every Sunday morning, you can tune in and hear the latest from the top equestrians. Don't forget that you can find us also on the web at thehorsetalkshownetwork.com. Make sure you're liking us on Facebook and never miss our broadcast on the Sky 97.3 on Saturday mornings at 7 o'clock and fortunately that station is uh, in and around the horse capital of the world here in Ocala but if you would like to listen elsewhere in the country on the radio you can also tune in to radio.com thank you for joining us for this news segment we have lots more coming up for you on the horse talk show presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Trust the Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida. Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Serving Ocala, Florida since 1981, Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at Peterson Smith. Whether in the arena or on the trails, Ovation helmets are designed to keep you cool and comfortable. Choose from styles like the Sync, the Deluxe, the Protégé, the Eclipse, the Quantum, and more. Styles with removable liners and reinforced ventilation panels for hot Florida summers. For the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today, check out Ovation Helmets at EnglishRidingSupply.com or get fitted for your perfect new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best it's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping. Horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tack store. Tack Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have Dr. Tim Lynch from Peterson and Smith. And we're gonna talk about another topic that's actually been in the news a little bit lately, and there's been a bit more awareness because War of Will, trained by Ocala's Mark Cassie, uh, who won the Preakness 
and afterwards had a uh, noticeable, what at least appeared to be a lameness from, uh, from the rear. A lot of people were concerned and thought that he might be hurt, but actually his diagnosis was string halt. So that brought up the question about what does that mean? Well, apparently, according to my research, good old William Shakespeare came up with, uh, with that word. So that's an old word, uh, uh, but very interesting. And what is string halt? And I'm gonna let uh, Dr. Lynch, the expert, <laughs> tell us. Uh, so uh, string halt is, uh, falls in this group of mechanical lamenesses. Uh, nobody really knows what causes it. Um, there's suspected neurologic problems for it. Uh, horses uh, uh, suffer uh, cuts on the back legs across the tendons, the extensor tendons, can be prone to it. It's maybe a mechanical inhibition of the tendons to work or glide properly. But what string halt is, is it's a, a classic is, is a, when the horse lifts its hind leg, the upward motion is fast, and then the downward motion is normal. Uh, meaning that you can see it in various degrees from very uh, very noticeable, and we'll look at that in a second, to Marcassi's horse who you could see something was different in that one leg, but you could see that the horse lifted his leg quite fast. It does, it's not painful, it's a mechanical, uh, their leg doesn't work like it did before. Uh, and it's a kind of a group of lamenesses, and technically it is a lameness, but a lot of them are quite, um, uh, innocent, meaning that they are still usable horses. They can still race, obviously, <laughs> and race well. <laughs> obviously, and uh, they can. Uh, and a lot of times, the, when they go fast, that gate goes away. So let's see that gray yes. horse. Yeah, let's see the uh, this video. Is a video you're, you're joining us on Facebook. You can see from this. Somebody from England, Dr. Sue Dyson. Hmm. Uh, she has a lameness book, and this gray horse you can see in the right hind leg, and now he's jogging. You see how the horse is picking his legs up both legs mm -hmm. real fast towards his belly and then down. So the upward motion is uh, fast up towards his belly and then down. He almost looks like he's dancing. He almost looks like he's dancing. <laughs> like he's doing some special move. Here's a horse that's <laughs> doing something different. This horse is now, instead of having the fast motion up towards his belly, uh, you can see in that right hind leg, the fast motion is down towards the ground, down. But when he trots, it's a little less noticeable. This is a horse with fibrotic myopathy. This is a different type of lameness or mechanical interference. And the horse now has a, an injury or a scar in the back or the hamstrings of the horse, uh, which causes this downward. See how it's down, yes. it's fast, down. Yes. Wow. So it's just the opposite of string halt. Again, nobody knows how horses get this. Uh, everybody thinks it's an injury or a tear of the muscle and then the muscle uh, heals and shorter or becomes calcified. But a lot of these horses, if they trot, uh, the lameness will go away, and when they gallop and race, um, they're completely normal. But no discomfort nope. from it? No, no, they don't feel any sort nope. of pain? I imagine or... it's weird. Uh, yes. Some of them, uh, especially the young horse, uh, will get it training when they break from the gate, and then so then they rest those horses, and lots of times that gate will go away. So string halt is usually something seen in a little bit of older horses. Nobody knows, explains it why. There's a neurological form in Australia that they, uh, it's actually from a certain weed. Yes, it's a toxicity, yeah. right, from mm -hmm. a weed. Yeah, and once you pull them off that weed, uh, this thing will go away. So don't know if that uh, uh, leads to some insight on why horses get it here. Some people uh, think that maybe it's from 
uh, give them shots in the rear end when they're little foals or yearlings. I don't know. Nobody can prove any of those types of things. But a lot of them are not painful. They're just a mechanically look odd. And everybody would tell you that your horses looks weird. But a lot of them are quite good athletes um, and can race. And, and it's a matter of um, it's, it's not a, uh, it doesn't get worse. Uh, some of the habit, it usually stays the same. Like that gray horse had it in both legs. Uh, sometimes you got to be careful when you pick up their legs and trim their feet or pick out their feet because they want to pop you in the, up, in the yes. head. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those mechanical lamenesses. There's another one you should throw in there called Shivers. Uh, it's usually in a, in a large breed horse, uh, draft horses or the warm blood breeds. It's a horse that will pick up his leg and literally shiver. Uh, so it's more along the neurologic uh, type. Uh, it's not really painful. Uh, they only do it when you pick their feet up, which becomes hard to trim their hind feet uh, or clean their feet. Uh, but as athletes, they're fine. Uh, and it usually goes along with age in that horse. And it's usually the large breed. Uh, you know, the draft horses and the draft cross and the warm bloods. Uh, it's not a very common problem. None of these are really common, but they look odd when you yes. see a horse that well, has them. I had them. never seen uh, a horse actually, uh, you know, next to me like I did after the Preakness doing that. I, I'd seen it on, you know, like on a video, right. but never actually. So it can't be very common because I've been around a lot of horses. Do you run into an issue of a horse um, not passing um, a vet check with sure. something like that and maybe not being able to compete in a race or an event because a veterinarian says no? Well, I think it's hard. I mean, of course, in the racing jurisdictions, I think they know what those gates are and or they trot the horse and then they obviously work the horse and make sure it can do and pass and has cleared the race, right? Standard bread's included as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other ones might become more difficult if uh, people uh, don't know exactly what's going on or the horse looks uh, worse, but it's not really lame. It's a gait abnormality. It's mechanical in nature. So it can be pre-purchases where it becomes a real problem for some people don't want that, right? Which is understandable. Uh, even though the horse is really good at their job, they just have this uh, oddity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, rarely do they get worse. Uh, shivers might get worse to a point where, you know, you really have to be careful trimming them and, and have to take special care of those horses. Uh, so it kind of can be all over the map as far as how people interpret that. Uh, I remember there was a really nice racehorse that had a uh, string halt in one leg and going to the racetrack, he looked terrible, but he beat everybody there <laughs> day in and day out. So it's all dependent on how the, you know bad it is. And um, some people think the, the, the walking horses have it more. Morgans, the gated type horses seem to have, that's what people believe, I'm not sure. Uh, that they get those types of injuries or those gates, uh, really. There's something that sets them off. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I just saw a horse who had myopathy way back in January. They rested it, and now I saw it today, and it's gone. Young horse, it makes sense. They were training it, breaking it from the gate. Maybe got sore, fatigued, strained something. Uh, pulled something in the hamstrings and I've ultrasounded it. I don't see any scar tissue and it looks fine. It got cleared to go back to training today. So I think it's very interesting because um, especially when you mentioned the, the uh, I read about the when I was doing my research on it, 
I read about the Australian version and mm. the toxicity and I thought how interesting that would be to research that back and see if any of the other cases of string halt here in America, if you could trace the toxicity, you know, I mean, there are, you do hear of these, uh, you catch on the news sometimes that certain um, feed companies, you know, have a, have a problem with their feed or something, you know, and there's, there's some toxicity there and it makes you wonder, you know, is there something that's going into the feed, maybe it's from spraying on a crops or something that causes that in certain horses that maybe have a reaction True. you know like people some people don't react to some things and then other people get an upset stomach if they you know mm. if they have certain things so it almost makes you wonder it'd be kind of interesting to to track all of those back and see you know right. what, what starts well, I think it. it proves that there's probably some neurologic component to it mm -hmm. there's some nerve involvement of some sort uh, what or why uh, what causes that I'm not really sure it could be inflammation mm -hmm. just you know um, just being sore it could trigger it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it makes sense. I mean that because you can obviously induce it with this weed, right? Uh, whereas in the United States we don't have that weed here, so maybe there's something similar to it. I'm right. not sure, but you see it in all sorts of horses and breeds um, that do all sorts of different things. Uh, it's not like it's really common in one particular breed or things like that. Versus the warm blood, the big horse right. shivers. That's right. probably related to them. You might see it occasionally. They'll throw red on a quarter horse, but not very often. So again, it's not it's a painful interesting, thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of everybody on the trail will tell you your horse is weird, but they're <laughs> completely fine. You know, you turn them on in a paddock and they run around like there's nothing wrong with them. So again, it's something you have to watch, and you know, and it becomes a problem when you pre-purchase the horse. But other than that, I mean, a lot of those horses are quite usable, quite good athletes. They just look a little funny when they walk. Yes, and and some apparently their leg can come up so high it can even hit them in the stomach, yep. Yep. which is. Yep, Very like that gray horse there, he's, he's dancing he was, pretty well. He was dancing pretty, yeah. he was pretty close to his yeah. stomach. Very interesting, uh, uh, Dr. Lynch. And any, any concern about arthritis or anything later on uh, with I, it? Well, I, I think if it just you know, goes along with what you do and how, uh, what you do and how hard it is. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, age and use and things like that all you know, right, come together. That, you only right. have so many steps, right, in, right. The, in your life. So it's, it's kind of one of those things. And I'm not sure if this really contributes to it. And the thing that's really interesting is some of the best athletes, they tend to get this, or I've seen it in them, and that becomes a real big problem, although the horse can do its intended purpose really well. And then, but when you walk out of the ring, everybody looks at that and they think, oh. Oh, but the horse is lame. Yes. The horse is lame, or something's wrong with that horse, like Mark's horse. Right, the press right. went crazy. Yep. And I was standing with, um, with Lee McCathan when he came back from the track after he won. And um, she said, oh, it's nothing to worry about, string hop. He's probably been like that. They knew <laughs> yes, it, right? They, of course. He went out for his graze and everybody yeah. saw it. And, and okay, he's been like that. And for, Mark said it's never bothered him. No. He's never been uncomfortable. And obviously he won the Preakness with it. So yeah, <laughs> it didn't affect him. That's a, pretty good, that's a pretty good sign that, you know, you can be a good athlete. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. Uh, string halt with Dr. Tim Lynch from Peterson and Smith. Lots of information and uh, a definitely an interesting topic to do some research on. Uh, I'm Louisa Barton. For the host talk show. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. 
Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses. We're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook. Come and like us. Hi. I'm Don Emmerich, CEO of All In Removal. All In is a leader in both manure removal and shavings deliveries here in the horse capital of the world. We offer hands down the best service along with the lowest prices of anyone. Now, please don't take my word for it. Put us to the test. I'm so confident that we can save you money compared to any competing service that I will personally guarantee it. If we can't save you money, I'll give you a gift card for dinner at a restaurant of your choice. Call us today and experience the All In whether in the arena or on the trails, Ovation helmets are designed to keep you cool and comfortable. Choose from styles like the Sync, the Deluxe, the Protégé, the Eclipse, the Quantum, and more. Styles with removable liners and reinforced ventilation panels for hot Florida summers. For the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today, check out Ovation helmets at EnglishRidingSupply.com or get fitted for your perfect new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. Trust the Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida. Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Serving Ocala, Florida since 1981, Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at Peterson Smith. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping. Horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tack store. Tack Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy. I'm Olympic medalist Clayton Fredericks, and you're listening to The Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to The Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. On the phone with me, dear friend of mine and also guest co-host, Michelle Hemingway from Run for the Ribbons. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about an upcoming fun event uh, in December, which is the uh, Thoroughbred Makeover Expo, which I'm very excited about being at the Florida Horse Park again this year. Uh, a wonderful way to show showcase how OTTBs are so versatile and fantastic for any sport that you might like to participate in. Uh, they get trained off the track uh, and, uh, and ready for all sorts of other uh, after racing careers that we're very excited about. But some of the things that Run for the Ribbons do to raise money with the horse shows throughout the year is some other special events and we have one coming up this weekend. Michelle, it's lovely to have you uh, back on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Clam Bake. That we can Thanks for having to. me again, yes. Louisa. We are um, the Mary Self at the beach has been kind enough to donate her location and everything to have a clam bake with all of the proceeds going towards Run for the Ribbons and the Thoroughbred Expo, which we're trying to set up for the first weekend of December. The exciting thing is we really want to um, 
we want to give away $50,000 in prize money for all of our thoroughbreds that can come and compete. So it's very important for people that spectators that want to see the thoroughbreds, competitors that want to compete, we need you to come out and support the event so we can give away the 50000 that we want to give away. I think that's phenomenal. We're uh, going to get Joe, uh, our production guy, to put the Clam Blake flyer up for us so you can see that if you're on Facebook, if you're joining us on the Sky 97.3, you can find us on Facebook at the Horse Talk Show. You'll be able to see all the information on the Clam Blake. And when Michelle says it's at the beach, she doesn't mean that you have to drive to the beach. Uh, the beach <laughs> restaurant is uh, out there on 27 in the northwest side of town and a fantastic little pub it is. And that's going to be a lot of fun. What time does that start at, Michelle? The clam bake will start at 6 and we're going to have live music, karaoke. We want as many kids to come as possible because whoever's been to the beach restaurant, there's a great little area, sandbar, where the kids can play, adults can have a good time. There's going to be live music, karaoke, great food, good time. You don't want me to karaoke. If you ever heard me sing, it's absolutely horrible. The worst, I, the, the best I can do is a joyful noise at church. You definitely don't want to hear me sing. So I won't be karaoke, but I will be making a guest appearance. And, oh, come uh, on, Louisa. You can karaoke with me. I'm just as bad. <laughs> we'll do it together. I, I'm not sure how many shots of tequila it would take for me to actually dare to do that, but quite a few. And usually well, we I can't remember it. So we could give it a try. <laughs> yes. Could be a bit of a competition. Who can sing the worst? I think I'd win. Uh, so, oh, no. I'm pretty toned up. <laughs> so tickets for the clam bake, can we get those before the event? Do they have to be purchased online? Can they be purchased at the door? And how much are they? You can purchase them at the door. You can contact myself. You can contact Laureen Lockhart. You can contact Carly, uh, Carly who works at the Tag Shack. She's there every day. Kara McKeon, any of us can be contacted on Facebook for tickets. Tickets are $50. That includes all you can eat at the clam bake, plus two drinks. Nice. And you can also purchase them at the door. Wonderful. So you can actually just walk up and, uh, and you don't you have to have a You can just walk up and say, I'm here on a Saturday night. I want to eat at the clam bake. And there you go. That's fantastic. And so all of the money is going to go towards fundraising for the expo, um, which is going to be in the first weekend in December. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about the expo. We've talked about it before. It's for off-the-track thoroughbreds, um, retrained by their um, owners uh, to prepare for this. And what um, different sports or sports are included in the expo that people can enjoy? We're actually trying to include every discipline. So we've got barrel racing, hunters, jumpers, eventing. We also have um, ranch work. We have a pony horse competition. We have every different dressage. We have every different aspect that you could imagine at our expo. And what is another thing that's interesting about our expo is in the Kentucky Expo, a horse has to have had a published work within the, past, the 18 months prior to the event. What we're trying to do is to get, since we are the horse capital of the world and Ocala Breeder Sales has 80% of the sale market here we are trying to say if a horse has been through if a thoroughbred horse has been through a thoroughbred sale within our country but maybe possibly got hurt after the sale could never have a published work could never race whatever they can still compete in our expo how wonderful and we're going to put that flyer up for you about that expo in December. might seem like a long way away, but Christmas always comes really fast. So actually, it's not very far off. 
to that event. So we're going to put that flyer up for you as well, as well as a few photos, uh, select photos actually from that event, um, from some people who participated and their horses. Uh, pretty exciting to see the, the thoroughbreds going over the jumps, around the barrels, uh, doing some dressage and even some uh, handy ranch classes that are a lot of fun as well. So it's lovely to see how versatile these off-the-track thoroughbreds are and that you were, uh, you know, at the end of their racing career, that's not the end. It's just the beginning of what they might go on and do in the future. And this is a wonderful thing. A, a friend of mine who's a co-host on the show, Paulette Stout, told me today that she is actually in the middle of acquiring a thoroughbred that she would like to participate with in this uh, incredible event. And how wonderful if we could have $50,000 of prize money. Why is it so important? It's so important because we first of all need to show that thoroughbreds can be used for so many other things. Anything from your backyard pet uh, on the trail to uh, competing at the highest levels in eventing, show jumping, uh, dressage, or, or whatever else you might decide to do, even in the Western world. If you maybe want to try some Western dressage, they're wonderful for that as well. So um, I think it's really important that we get that message out to people. And I think this clam bake is a lovely way to kick off the fundraising that is so very, very much needed um, for this event to be a success in December. And don't you think, Michelle, that um, the Kentucky makeover has been around for a lot longer and has grown into a huge event? Don't you think that in the future we could see that that same thing happen with our expo at the Florida Horse Park? That's 100 percent our goal. You know, there's so many people in Lexington that have gotten behind businesses that have nothing to do with the equine world, but have gotten behind the Thoroughbred Expo in Kentucky, in Lexington. We have a horse park here as well. We want the same number of people to get behind our sport and what we do and showcase thoroughbreds for being the best athlete of the equine species that there is. I agree, and I love to hear that, and uh, I think a wonderful way to start. Look, most people want to go out on a Saturday night. I think almost everybody spends over $50 if they do go out on a Saturday night between dinner and drinks. Um, you go for dinner, and then you go for a couple of drinks afterwards. For sure, you're going to spend well over $50. So if you like clams, and actually even if you don't, um, there's lots and lots of wonderful things to do at the beach. And as Michelle remembered, uh, reminded me that there is a kids' play area, and um, lots of activities inside there's a jukebox and um, pool, tables. pool tables yes people can play snooker and uh and have a lot of fun at the uh at the beach it's a great place it's a very family oriented place um you can sit outside and enjoy the evening uh evening weather if it's not storming too terribly it'd be quite pleasant outside and uh and you can really enjoy a wonderful evening a fellowship fun um some games and um and really help to contribute to what I think is a really phenomenal expo that will be coming up here in December. So the clam bake at the beach, uh, and that the beach, of course, is at the corner of 326 and 27 out there near the Hits Post Time Farm showgrounds, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and it should be a great group of people. I think Saturday night is actually a fairly, um, fairly busy night there anyway, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think we'll see a lot of horse people show up and support that, and we're going to keep sharing that on our Facebook outlets, both on my Facebook at Louisa Barton 
and also at uh, the Horse Talk Show on Facebook. So please, um, if you missed any of this, uh, make sure you um, you uh, you follow up and uh, follow me, and uh, you'll you'll see. And I'll be sharing photographs from the beach also uh, tonight. So very very excited that you'll be able to join us for that. Michelle, anything else that you would like to add? Just a quick thank you to Mary Self, who owns the beach. She is probably phenomenal for everything she's doing to try and help us and sell tickets at the door. And if people don't want to eat the clam bake, she's going to say just make a contribution to what the event is because she herself is actually in both industries. She grew up with show jumping and hits and then also has racehorses. So it's just a huge thank you to her and everything she's done to help run through the ribbons. Wonderful. It, I think it'll be an absolutely wonderful event. Michelle and I will be there, and um, I guess if we get a couple of shots of tequila in, we, we might even dare to karaoke a bit and scare you all away. So worth coming to see us for sure, and uh, it'll, we'll probably be your um, most favorite brunette and blonde karaoke ever, right? It'll be interesting for sure. <laughs> Michelle Hemingway for Run for the Ribbons. Please like them on Facebook, and uh, runfortheribbons.org is the website so that you can uh, follow all that is coming in the next few months as we prepare for the expo. We hope to see you uh, at the Beach Restaurant for the Clam Bake. Thank you, Michelle Hemingway, for joining us. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses. We're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook, come and like us. Trust the Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida. Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, serving Ocala, Florida since 1981. Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at Peterson Smith. New Horizon Insurance Solutions provides first-class customer service and ethical solutions based on over 30 years of knowledge and experience in the risk management and self-funded community. New Horizon Insurance Solutions guides clients to the best, most proven companies and individuals that assure you reach your desired goals. Services include equine and bloodstock, farm and ranch insurance, consulting and workers' compensation. Contact Nigel at nigelwarbank at gmail.com for more. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. 
Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine... I'm Olympic medalist Clayton Fredericks, and you're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Clayton Fredericks Farm in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. We're going to chat to Clayton a little bit on the personal side and let him tell us a little bit about his life, uh, moving to America, getting married, and his daughter, Ellie. Hi, Clayton. Tell us a little bit about you, a little, a little personal background. Um, well, I mean, I can tell you a few things people probably don't know about me. Um, uh, yeah, for many years I've been involved in uh, a, a band at, of different sorts, and we've played even in the U.S. The band that's actually in in, in the U.S. called Snatch. Uh, they actually came over um, and played at one of the events up in uh, Aiken Stableview, in fact. Um, so that's a little bit of fun. I really enjoy that. I don't get enough of it, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love living here in Ocala. And um, we, together with uh, my wife, Lisa, uh, we have a, a, a interesting business with the event horse sales. We sell um, a lot of event horses, uh, um, mainly imported from Germany, but uh, even um, other horses that are from around the country come to us to be to be sold. Um, and uh, we're also heavily involved on managing the FEI stabling business, um, which is temporary stall rentals and uh, and sales as well, uh, temporary semi-permanents. <coughs> um, and uh, so that's um, something relatively new. Uh, I have a... Uh, she's 15, a 15 year old daughter. She's just 16 in October, actually. Um, she's in, at school in the in the UK, but riding also, uh, heavily involved in eventing. And um, she's won her first uh, B100, I think, which is uh, equivalent to our preliminary grade here in the US. Um, she comes over pretty well every holiday and. Uh, and uh, rides rides the horses that we have here, and ha has a lot of fun with, with with us. We try to get away from the horses a bit as well, but uh, um, yeah, you know, as she's got older, she wants to spend more and more time sitting on sitting on these horses. Um, and I think she's just got selected for the uh, under twenty five um, uh, Southwest team. So she's in Wiltshire in the UK, and so uh, yeah, they've got a young young rider area championship coming up and she's been qualified for that so i'm very proud of her how does she take tips from dad ah <laughs> uh, she's good actually yeah she um she she's pretty uh, pretty good at uh, at listening to me um but um she actually she actually responds really well to lisa as well like she uh she she loves having a bit of uh, a bit of help from either of us um, and she's so keen to learn, so that that's good. And she's she's actually pretty pretty brave, you know. That's uh, one one um, 
attribute of being young you know you don't sort of understand always <laughs> always what can go wrong uh, and uh, you know because I've trained so many people I've seen a lot of things go go a bit pear-shaped but um, yeah it's uh, it's good and uh, we're actually really excited as well um, we've just had two of our sail horses be selected on the Canadian team for the Pan American Games um, and an, another horse that's uh, that w- that uh, we didn't import but we we brokered a sale for um, is being selected on the American team for the Pan Am. So, um, you know, in addition to that, we just had probably one of the best performances um, for a horse called uh, Chatwin. Um, Frankie Terriot, who's in California, bought, bought him from us. Uh, so he, he, it was before we were putting the FE prefix on, on the horses. And he just placed fourth in Le Moulin five-star in, in Germany, so which is one of the best uh, overseas performances they've had um, in recent years uh, from an American, um, and it was an FE horse, so uh, really excited about that. So trained right here in Ocala? Yeah, well, imported to Ocala, trained here, and then uh, she bought him and took him to California, but, um, you know, she's done a great job. She's pretty well I think it would even admit herself she's an amateur rider um, but he is an awesome horse she's done a great job with him and he's really uh, taken her up 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 you know and taking you know I think she's going to end up uh, on a team which is great that's incredible what a lot of claims to fame well I mean we, we we've been uh, we've been very strict in in the horses that we we bring over you know we it's not that we just go over look at a horse for half an hour say yeah well that'll do um i mentioned my i have mentioned my partner in this business uh eckhart seawert he's based in stuttgart in germany uh he does a lot of the the looking around and sends me daily videos of the horses that he's he's looked at um and uh you know we go over probably once or twice a year look at the horses we we own everything that we uh, bring over in germany before it comes so that uh, we know and can rely on the fact that they're okay they're fully vetted and uh, you know it's it's exciting um, not only to have a great team of horses myself just about to go back into that top level you know um, obviously I came here originally as the Canadian coach and did that up to Rio but um, I'm now, you know, got a really great team of uh, of ending horses and, and wanting to try to re- represent Australia again, you know. Tokyo might be a little bit uh, a little bit premature because my horses are still a little green at that level, but never say never. Third Olympics would be would would be really good for me. How exciting. Wow. That's just incredible. And how many horses do you have here on the farm now? Uh, we would have, I think, um, uh, the numbers vary between 25 and 35, you know, d- uh, at any one time. And it depends on how many sail horses we have in and uh, etc. The numbers have got up a bit more recently because I've probably got a team of 12 at least. Um, 
that are that are sort of staying and competing. Um, well, I, sh- I say staying. Everything's always for sale, but um, you know, uh, th- there's 12 of them that are, are really sort of um, are my ride rides for the for this uh, next round of uh, um, of top level competition for me personally. And what about living here in Ocala? How much do you love that? We we really love it. I mean, I, uh, sadly, uh, Lisa and I have been a little bit busy this last uh, last month. Um, summertime, we normally take a little bit of a, a downturn and we try to get out. I, I love getting out, out on the water. So, you know, Ocala is right in between the Gulf and the, uh, and the Atlantic Ocean. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, it's really a, a great opportunity to, to get away from the horses if, as well, you know. We love going down to Weirsdale, getting on Lake Weir and, and even all just floating down the springs. I mean, there's so much to do uh, outside of, of the horses as well, you know. Um, of course, when my daughter Ellie comes over, she's she's loves going down to you know do some of the theme park stuff that's uh, not that far away in in Orlando. But um, yeah, we get up to Gainesville. You know, so, there's so many things you can you can do, and so we never have a shortage of uh, of places to go, but we always have a shortage of time to do it. So. Time is always the problem. It's always an issue if you have horses. Hard to get away from the farm. <laughs> exactly. Working hard, uh, our silver medalist here in Ocala, him and his wife and a great team they have here, uh, getting horses ready for the top level in eventing and having great success. Wonderful to talk to Clayton. We're going to have uh, some more opportunities to chat to him about eventing and about his uh, successful career. I'm Louisa Barton at Clayton Frederick's Farm in Ocala for the Horse Talk Show. Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses. We're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook. Come and like us. Trust the Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida, trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, serving Ocala, Florida since 1981. Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at Peterson Smith. New Horizon Insurance Solutions provides first-class customer service and ethical solutions based on over 30 years of knowledge and experience in the risk management and self-funded community. New Horizon Insurance Solutions guides clients to the best, most proven companies and individuals that assure you reach your desired goals. Services include equine and bloodstock, farm and ranch insurance, consulting and workers' compensation. Contact Nigel at nigelwarbank at gmail.com for more. 
Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony, TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine... I'm Olympic medalist Clayton Fredericks, and you're listening to the Horse Talk Show. This live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. In the studio, guest co-host Squeak Larkins is visiting us. It's lovely Hi, to have you back. Hi, good to see you again. Squeak is a top equestrian champion uh, barrel racer and also the owner of Turning Point uh, Horse Therapy. Yes. It's a good... Mm -hmm. a, it's a, a good way to good put it. Yeah, horse, a very effective yeah. horse therapy, I must say. Um, and we're going to be chatting to her a little bit about uh, barrel racing. We haven't done a barrel racing segment in a little while, so we thought we might go right back to the beginning and talk a little bit about the origin of barrel racing. And I think it's been around since about the 1940s or so. Yeah. Is that about it, right? It has. Um, I think the there's two distinct uh, areas that barrel racing takes place. One is in the general horse show end of it or Gymkhana end of it. And it, and it originally was uh, called the cloverleaf barrel race because it makes a cloverleaf pattern That's true. when you do it. And it's, you can either go to the right barrel first or the left barrel first. And perhaps just it, to interrupt you, maybe yeah. some good luck is... Uh... Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, uh, and because I'm... You know, in a 
a major rodeo background and, and rodeoed a lot. I've done a lot of barrel racing, a lot of venues, but rodeoing is what I, I love to do. But um, it started in the 40s there for sure with um, the what how that came about was here you had all these rodeo cowboys doing the rodeo events which everything in rodeo at, at, at actually until bull riding got in there bull riding was not really a a ranch event everything else was well the women the wives of the calf ropers and the team ropers and the bronc riders they were always sitting around you know cheering them on but evidently wanted something to do and and so they had picked up the barrel racing thing and decided that it would become it is the only event in regular rodeo that is a woman's event and it, it says it says women's barrel race it doesn't just say open barrel in in rodeo and straight professional is that still rodeo. okay to say women's yeah i know that's i mean that's a question is we that all not controversial have. that's all a question we should have i guess um and and i but it's been kind of cool I, in the state of florida my mother was uh one of the first four women to be in the rodeo end of barrel racing which was kind of kind of cool and in uh everything she there was there was there four main women in in the 50s i believe it was and she was one of them so that's kind of a, a that's, cool little piece is. of history on that's my neat. family um and my dad was a rodeo cowboy he was a calf roper he also was an open jumper rider that's what they called it then now it wasn't so much grand prix or whatever you rode open jumpers or you rode hunters but anyway that that's how the barrel racing thing came about in the rodeo was the women needed something to do you know so so uh, they would use their husband's calf roping horses or their team roping horses usually not the bronx you know <laughs> yeah that's probably so, not the yeah, it wasn't ride. usually the one they would go no um, but anyway, that, that was it was kind of a, a cool way they got started in, in the uh, what was called the GRA, the Girls Rodeo Association. I believe they actually started in about maybe the 50s, but I think early 60s is when they kind of started. And now it's the same organization now that the GRA was, which was Girls Rodeo Association. It's now the WPRA, which is the Women's Professional Rodeo Association. And um, that is the one that is associated with the PRCA, which is the, the top professional rodeo cowboys association. They are not under the exact they don't go by the same rules but they are they cooperate with each other what i'm saying is that the cowboys have made it where we get to have our our barrel racing with their big events so it, it I, you know at, at one point they were trying to merge it all which i think would have been kind of nice but it's it's works it's working well as it is now but um but rodeo uh this is one thing i want to explain because uh at the nfr this past year there was a horse there that his name is slick by design and he's quite well known in the barrel racing industry because he's a stallion and he is used as, as a breeding horse as well and previous to this past year he was taken to the nfr and ridden by i think two guys owning but a, a woman named uh, michelle mcleod who a lot of people in the aqha know her from you know showing she took she rode him there well this past year another girl and i'm i can't believe i can't remember who it was but she, her horse got hurt real badly and wasn't able and she had qualified for the nfr and these guys 
loaned him, leased him to her, whatever, and she was writing there, and, and people were saying, well, why isn't Michelle on, on Slick by Design? Well, explaining that to people, in rodeoing, when you go, the money that is won is always on the person not on the horse. Interesting. You know, like I could yeah. go, and I did. One year in the circuit, I rode six or seven different horses to win the money I won to make it to the circuit finals. So the money's uh, so, with the person. Yeah, and, and the rodeo. Now, in other uh, areas of barrel racing, like barrel racing futurities or derbies or things, then it's on the horse. So in that, in that sense, um, like one, and this happens too in the big futurities, the barrel racing futurities. Some of those guys ride anywhere from six to ten horses. They can ride those many. Whereas in, you know, like at one rodeo, we can't ride dozens of times on different horses. We we can. There may be a rodeo that there's two or three go rounds. Now we can ride a different horse each go round, but the, none of the money goes toward the horse's winnings as far as written down in the AQHA or somewhere like that or the Barrel Futurities of America. That doesn't go. Any money won goes to the rider. Whereas mm. I said, you know, at the end of the year, the, the Barrel Futurities of America, they, they, you know, basically give you a list of who won the most money in the Barrel Futurities throughout the United States. So, but that will be on each individual horse. However, they do keep records on the riders that they keep records on the riders that won the money. But in the actual end of it, when the when the awards are given out, it's given to the horse that won. You know, in that case. Right. Whereas in the, like I said, the the girl that rode slick by design. I love the name. It, I know isn't that, cool, isn't that a cool name? I think it's and he's a, uh, a really pretty horse. He's a black horse. He's a really pretty horse too. Besides being a good horse, and um, uh, there are people that are starting to ride as babies now at some of the futurities. So we'll see how they do and everything. But. Um, he was there, but not because Michelle was riding him. The other girl, who, which I think is a really cool thing, and in rodeo too, that people will will either lend and or lease out their a good horse like that to a, a good. She's a good hand. The girl's Absolutely. a good hand, you know. Right. So no, yeah. it's great, and then you get such a wonderful combination. Yeah, you did, and she and she really. It took her a few runs to kind of get with him, but I think they, that they announced it in the, uh, on television that she had only been on him maybe a few days the week before the NFR started, and I, and I thought she did a phenomenal good job, because she did actually kept just getting better and better. It was really nice. But it's, a, a few people that didn't understand that were kind of saying, well, he doesn't look as good as he, well, Michelle knew him real well, but he, he did start looking real good, you yeah. know, as because, you know, they do 10 runs, they do 10 days, um, and that's a run every day. That's that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Is there sort of an age group for a for a barrel well, horse that's that, sort of appropriate, like an age that they start, and and then sort of an age where they're well, uh, getting, yeah, getting they're to where they need again, to have a maybe a lesser career. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that's a really good question because there again, it's going to go to the same thing as you got rodeo horses that you know, or going and you got these futurity horses, which anytime you're talking about a futurity a derby or a maturity, you're talking about a certain aged horse at, at that point, and that's younger horses. 
the average age of the NFR horses that are there performing, which would be your barrel horses, mm -hmm. calf horses, uh, team roping horses, and bulldogging horses, the average age of those horses are, is around 17 years old. Really? Which is a lot of people go where the same thing. Yeah, really. really. <laughs> you know, but, and that's because the experience, and when you're hauling that much, because to get to the NFR, you pretty well hauled, hauled for a year without being home. And um, the um, other uh, events in barrel racing, they will maybe specific, like a, the futurity barrel horses are usually at four years old, mm -hmm. where you're, you're cutting futurity and you're reining futurity. Those are three-year-olds as a rule. Um, some of the AQHA pleasure class futurities, they'll even have two-year-olds. Wow, but, young ones. But then, then now the next year after futurities, you go to five-year-olds, but most barrel uh, derbies are, you go to a derby, most barrel derbies are for fives and six-year-olds. So it, there are aged events, but the average good open horse that you could rodeo on or go win the MBHA world on, the average age horse on that would probably be around 12. Thank you, Squeak Larkins, yeah. champion barrel racer and uh, definitely an expert in the barrel yeah. racing world for sure. Thank you for joining us and we are going to have another segment with Squeak next week and we'll be talking some more barrel racing on the Horse Talk Show presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back. New Horizon Insurance Solutions provides first-class customer service and ethical solutions based on over 30 years of knowledge and experience in the risk management and self-funded community. New Horizon Insurance Solutions guides clients to the best, most proven companies and individuals that assure you reach your desired goals. Services include equine and bloodstock, farm and ranch insurance, consulting and workers' compensation. Contact Nigel at nigelwarbank at gmail.com for more. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty, your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Are you in the market for an immaculate mini farm? We have an 11.6 acre farm with 12 stalls, covered round pin, beautiful paddocks, and completely updated home. Contact Louisa Barton for info or to set up a private showing. Let our team help you find the next farm for you and your horses. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping. Horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tax store. Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store.
Attention, North Central Florida, Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. This is Hall of Fame jockey Gary Stevens. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and in the studio with me today, I have a dear friend of mine who's also a top equestrian in the trail world and uh, regularly rides the trails here in Ocala and beyond, and that is Trish Baumgardner. Trish, it's lovely to have you back on the show with us. Thank you very much. Thank Great you to for be joining back. us. Yes. Absolutely. We're going to chat a little bit about some of the absolutely fabulous places there are to ride uh, in Ocala, Marion County and beyond just outside, even in Levy County, there are some absolutely incredible spots, not to mention the fact that you can just go about an hour and 45 minutes away from here and ride on the beach as well out in the St. Augustine area. So it's uh, not just my favorite place to pirate, but I love to ride on the beach there too. So uh, Trish is going to tell us a little bit about some of the lovely places that she rides here and there's lots of excitement in and around Ocala as far as riding goes. We're very fortunate to have the green way trails here yes we are some of your favorites Trish well some of my favorites well we are definitely very blessed to be in this area um, I feel it's a, every day it's just fortunate to uh, be here and be able to go and so some of my favorite spots are the greenways of course especially in the summertime because the bugs are not as bad as in some of our lower land in places in swampier areas uh, so the greenways is a wonderful way to get out with your horse. Most of the trails are shaded um, and since there's not a lot of water uh, in and around the area, the bug level is usually low. Now for those of you that are scared of spiders, <laughs> Uh, Banana spiders. <laughs> there's so many of them at this time of year yes, and I'm are. famous for riding right into one yes. every time and usually it'll stick itself somewhere to me or the horse. I've actually had one land right behind my saddle on my pad before I looked down and gone ah! my poor yes. horse is like what's wrong? <laughs> it's enormous and I'm terrified of them. Yes the banana spiders do get very big here in Florida but they like, are not as big as a prime. Yes but they're not poisonous <laughs> thank goodness. Um, they're just very scary and their webs are extremely strong. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Indians uh, used to use their webs as uh, fishing nets uh, to fish with. And it's also great if you get a bad cut on the trail, uh, you can actually use the webbing to put in your cut and it will help coagulate the... And uh, for those of you who are offended by everything in this world, she's talking about the Native Americans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I am, which I do have bloodlines of. <laughs> That's right, you yes, do. Yes, I do. So. And she's not offended, so maybe we can no, call them Indians. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, Native Americans. So yeah, so, uh, so as you're riding on the trails, if they're not used a lot, the spiders tend to build in your headway level. Um, but as the trails are used, you knock the webs down, they'll actually build higher, so they won't infect you. Um, but if you are on trails that haven't been used a lot in the summertime, yeah, you do need to carry a stick uh, to help swat webs down. <laughs> um, but other than that, 
uh, and always keep an eye out for snakes because they are out and about right now. I've seen uh, a few racers, uh, black racers and uh, rat snakes. Um, uh, matter of fact, I have a resident rat snake right now at my house. So, um, but uh, a funny thing that happened to me the other day, I was riding in my neighborhood. I've got dirt roads and, and uh, so I just went out for a quick ride and all of a sudden this black racer comes tearing out of the woods chasing a dragonfly. And he, I've never seen him do this before, but he actually raised up like a cobra and watched the dragonfly leave. And he was like, ah. you know. <laughs> he looked disappointed. Yes, very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny to see him rear up like a cobra and stand there. And then he just went back down and left. And left. Yeah. Looking for another As fast as he came. So we had some um, photos we're going to share with you. Actually, there's one of us on the trail together, myself, Trish, and my son, Edward, uh, on one of our adventures that yes. we went riding. We'll share a couple of other photos now with you as well. If you're joining us on Facebook at the Horse Talk Show, you can see these. If you are on 97.3 The Sky or radio.com, unfortunately, you can't see them. But you can just pop back to the Horse Talk Show's Facebook page if you'd like to. We've been on some very exciting adventures. Yes, uh, we have. One of the neat things, I think, is you know if you're in the I-75 uh, coming north or south, actually, just south of, um, of Ocala, you can actually see the land bridge, which is rather a neat experience. You can actually ride your horse uh, across the bridge over the I-75, and that's been there for what, years and years? Oh, yes. Yeah, I've ridden there. Uh, it was 2000, actually. Uh, yeah. It just opened up, that's right. and uh, I was one of the first people to actually cross it. Pretty exciting. Ago, you can stop so. in the middle and have a yes. look at all the semis flying underneath. Yes. and uh, wave at everybody. Wave yes. at everybody. But mm -hmm. it's a way of crossing from one trail yep. uh, over actually to another. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of those trails are just the nicest. They're so well looked after. Thank you yeah. to the Greenway uh, Trails people yes. who look after them and keep them uh, nicely cleared and open for us. And uh, if you have better navigational skills than me, then uh, you won't get lost because there's quite good markings. I, I, I think I must have some kind of a, a whim to get lost and enjoy it. it must be part of the adventure well we got lost one time ourselves yes so. we did <laughs> not um, on the greenway well it was on 110th trailhead yes that's yeah. right yeah. and uh, and i have done that several times uh, I, I think it's i do think it's part of the adventure for yes, me it is. Yes. fortunately sunny at least usually manages to find his way back but be prepared to know first of all the way you're going and uh, and to have some maps and directions worst case scenario is usually if you have a signal on your phone you can you can still find your way back what's your favorite trail of all on the greenways it would be shangri-la shangri-la has um, a lot of beautiful trees uh, they're shaded uh, they actually have a campground there uh, before they put the campground in we used to be able to park up in the campground area that is now and we would have picnics and stuff and uh, just nice day ride people um, but now we have to be out in this field uh, so that's not as much fun but uh, but there is a nice campground there um, beautiful facilities uh, electric and water um, they do not have uh, bathroom facilities as far as for hookup uh, there is bathroom there um, but that's about it uh, but yeah I like I love Shangri-La um, it's uh, it's got a the red trail runs on the ridge of the greenways so it's uh, if you have a gated horse like it's myself not as much fun because you have to uh, go down stuff and up stuff and turn quite a bit uh, it's not a straight trail at all it's a little more challenging 
but it's nice. It's up on the ridge. You can view down on the forest floor. Uh, it's very, very pretty. Um, and like I said, the bugs usually aren't bad there at all. Uh, so it's a very nice place. And you can take Shangri-La because the greenways run east and west. So um, it's not too hard to get lost, but I have gotten turned around a few times, but fortunately my horse has horse sense <laughs> and gets me back to where I need to be. Uh, but so if you ride uh, east from Shangri-La, uh, you can ride to the 49th trailhead, which is fun. They've got these little hills that you can just run up and down and, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun there. And then if you keep going east on the 49th trailhead, you run into the land bridge trailhead. Which is one where you cross the interstate. Yeah, yeah, you cross the interstate. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's really diverse scenery all the way along the greenways. And again, if you ride uh, the Orange Trail, runs basically on the forest floor, um, and it's pretty down there too. But if you want something a little more challenging, there is one up on the ridge. Uh, it's the Red Trail, and it. Uh, it's a nice view a lot of times where you can look down so probably 30, 40, 50 feet, you know, into wow. the forest floor. Yeah. That's a pretty long way down for yes. Florida. For us Floridians, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Taking us out of uh, Marion County a little bit into into Levy, tell us about there's a there's a new group. Yes. Um, I mainly ride a lot in Gothi State Forest. Uh, which is in Levy County. There's 110 miles of trails there. Nice. Uh, it's it's pretty swampy in a lot of spots. Um, so the bugs are kind of bad in the summertime. Um, but just uh, just north of there, north of the Black Prong Trailhead uh, of Gothi Forest, because there's three trailheads in Gothi. The northern one is Black Prong. Uh, but just north of that, it used to be Black Prong Equestrian Center. Mm -hmm and it's been there a long time and you can ride from the trailhead into the equestrian center and they recently sold it to uh, a farm called big lick farm they purchased it and I know big lick. It. yes yeah yes you do i do yes so they've recently <laughs> taken it over and they're going to be doing some exciting things there with it um they're having uh they're going to be updating their pavilion they were talking about um, having a swimming pool put in, community swimming pool. Lovely. And uh, um, but basically, there's great apartments there, wow. and the apartments have an attached barn with them, and they have paddocks. What? And yeah, I'm moving. I know. <laughs> I've thought about it several times as I'm riding through there. And yeah, there's also electric hookup, and uh, it'll be hookups for electric and water. Uh, and so forth. So yeah, it's going to be a great facility. So uh, for all those you want to check it out, uh, it'll be coming up. Uh, the website will be up in about two to three weeks and it will be uh, blackprong.com. Um, Lovely. And uh, yeah, so for more information, you guys can check that out. That one would be definitely worth checking out. Yes. And I would be interested in in being there quite often. Oh, that sounds it's, lovely. It's nice. A good swim in the pool right. after a trail ride. You yes. can't beat it. So yeah. Greenway Trails and out there in Gothi, yes. uh, Black Prong sounds good to me. Trish, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we're going to have Trish back with us next week. And um, she's actually going to do uh, some trail safety tips, especially in the summertime. This segment yes. brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show.
Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine. Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses, we're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook, come and like us. This live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson's Farms, our broadcast sponsor. I'm Louisa Barton and in the studio with me I have Linda Pirelli and we've been talking uh, a number of different uh, topics with her lately and I want to kind of switch it up a little bit and give you a little teaser into the secrets of the four savvies. Linda, tell us about the four savvies. Well, when I first met Pat, the, the main word that always came out of his mouth was natural. That's why we ended up calling natural horsemanship. He'd go, that's natural for horses. Act naturally. Don't, you know, don't act funny. Don't walk funny. Be natural <laughs> in how you do everything. And that's why we called it natural horsemanship. And uh, then he would talk about savvy, that 
you know, we need to savvy horses, which is like understanding times 10. It's more than knowledge, the deep knowledge is what savvy is. And then he would always talk about, you need to savvy horses in four different areas, two on the ground and two riding. He said, most people tend to only savvy in one area that they specialize on. So he said, for example, do you have enough savvy to have a horse on a line? Right, so on a lead rope, we call it a line because we use them as training ropes rather than just leading horses from A to you know, point A to point B. And so now, can you be handy with the line? Can you transmit energy down it? Can you direct the horse? Can you use it you know, as an extension of your arm to teach your horse lots of different things? So we call that savvy online. This was before the internet. Now it's like online, people go, oh, on the internet? Okay. So online with a line. Then uh, the other one on the ground is at Liberty. So if a horse has nothing on him, like he's loose in a paddock, in a field, got loose, right, um, in, a, in a stall, they're loose, how do you connect with that horse? How do you get the horse to come to you? How do you manage it? How do you direct its energy and its body when you've got nothing attached to it and you're not sitting on it? And so Pat goes, even though people think, well, I'm never gonna do liberty and round corral stuff with my horse, he said, your horse is loose a lot of the time if you keep him in a stall or in a, in a paddock, he's loose. So how do you learn to position your body to communicate and use the body language that you need to? And then there's two when you're riding. One is without contact. So long reins, loose reins, no reins. And the other one is with contact. And they're two very different savvies. If you take them, you know, kind of up the tree, um, you would say that the freestyle savvy, where you're riding with long reins, loose reins, or no reins, ends up in the Western category of riding because pretty much they ride without contact, right? They ride with loose reins. Reining, a friend of ours, Craig Johnson, would always say, you have to call it not reining because you don't use your reins. Because you don't use right? your reins, right? But in Western riding, you tend to ride without contact and you learn how to use your body and your legs right, to guide true. the horse. And then when you ride with contact, it adds a whole new dimension. And not just because you've got to you know, hold the reins without insulting your horse, right. but because as soon as you put a bit in the horse's mouth, you go into the most emotionally sensitive part of that animal. And people go, well, what do you mean emotionally sensitive? So, well, they're really not that physically sensitive in the mouth. We've all had horses jerk the reins out of our hands, right? right. And we go, well, he's not very sensitive. He's got a hard mouth or whatever. But if you hold that, horse tight like this, they panic. They get really concerned and worried because they're trapped. And as prey animals, they really fear being trapped. So now how can you ride with precision and short reins and gracefulness and empathy for the horse and teach him that he's safe and he's not actually trapped by the bit? So that's you know, a very good question. I know. And it's only one of the hardest things in the world to do. I remember when I first rode with Pat and I saw him do demonstrations with no bridle. I'm like, oh, I'll never do that. You know, I've got an idiot of a horse. It's crazy. And then all of a sudden I could ride with no bridle because now I had the trust and the respect and the communication. And then when I picked up the reins, I had a whole new sense of what that meant to the horse. Whereas before I didn't know, I just like, well, pick up the reins and now we are doing dressage, right? No, what's, why is there tension? Why has he got displaced behavior in his mouth? Why is he, you know, tight in the back? And that'll happen. It didn't happen till I picked up the reins. So now we really teach people how to ride with a feel for that in whichever way they want to take it. 
So, you know, in, in the four savvies, we teach it through our levels program, and there's four levels. And we take everything up to level four so that you get a really well-rounded education with horses in general. So you know how to deal with horses in any situation, even horses that have trouble with the vet or the shoer, have trouble getting in a horse trailer, have trouble you know, doing just about anything, either on the ground or riding. They're afraid of jumps or they're afraid of water. We know how to fix that because we know how to handle it in every situation. And then also as riders, we learn how to ride without contact and with contact. Because I know when I was riding as a, as a wild kid, I never rode with contact. It was just like, just, you know, ride. And, Let's go. Right? Yeah, the reins are kind of loose, and I was never doing any dressage or gymnastics or anything like that. But then once I got my thoroughbred and I started to want to ride dressage, oh my gosh, I never let go of the reins. And so we teach people how to keep a balance, like when to ride with loose reins, to let the horse relax, when to pick him up and you know, tune it up a little bit, tighten the spring, loosen the spring, and keep a balance with it. So the four savvies are really the core elements of the Pirelli program. And it teaches people to be well-rounded as horsemen, as a foundation. And then you can go on and do whatever it is you wanna do and specialize, but you'll do it as a horseman first. And in 1989, at the first clinic I went to with Pat, he said to me, I know you're really interested in dressage. He said, but dressage is a very refined sport and a sophisticated language. And he said, you have nothing to refine and you have no language with your horse. I'm like, okay, thanks a lot. Nice. And he's right. Nice to meet you. He said it very nicely, but he was 100% right. And he said, so I want you to pretend that you've never seen dressage. He said, because you've got these ideas in your mind and really what you need to become first is a horseman. And he said, everybody should be a horseman. That means half horse, half man. Learn how to think like a horse, to play like a horse. And then whatever it is you want to do, you'll do it with the horse as your partner, with that feel and that understanding and savvy, instead of just, well, now I, now I are a dressage rider or a reiner or whatever the horse goes. Thanks a lot, that wasn't my plan, right? So how can we build these beautiful partnerships by teaching people to truly understand horses in all those four areas. And that's what we do in Pirelli. It's incredible. And I'm sure there's a lot more to learn in each one. Uh, yes, I'm making it sound very simple. And, and well, well, you know, it's nice because you know what the basis of, of it is. And, and that's nice that you grow with that. And obviously you grow on that. Now, what do you do with the horse that if you have a horse that is very forward when mm. you first get out on the trail or mm. when you first go to ride, but you don't want to be in his mouth all the time. You don't want him to feel trapped. And so you're going to put some pressure on to slow him down. Maybe you even have to stop and do a couple little circles so he stays with the rest of the group. But if you don't want to be in his mouth all the time reminding him, is that a back to the ground with him to get him kind of respecting you? Or is that just going to be if he's always a forward horse, is he always going to be a forward horse? The problem is that he's not with you. <laughs> So you have a relationship problem, right? So we can use all kinds of techniques to slow the horse down, speed him up or whatever, but really the core problem is the horse is not with you. And often what happens on the trail is that you go out there and you think your horse is all nice and then he gets in the herd and then we're in the pack with the other riders and we're yakking and talking and we mentally disconnect from the horse. The horse mentally connects with the other horses and now you've got herd dynamics that you're dealing with. And so no matter how many techniques we give you, 
it will just address the symptom in the, mo symptom in the moment. But what you really need to do is go, how do I make sure my horse stays with me in whatever situation we're in, whether there's horses around or not? And right? stays connected. Mm -hmm. And so that's where our program is a little, you know, deep like that. It's like, we're going to focus on the relationship. So the horse goes, oh, you're my leader and I want to do whatever you do because I trust you, I respect you. And then if something goes wrong, you can just go, hey, stay with me. And they go, oh yeah, I forgot you were there. Right? And then that's how we fix problems. So we fix them at the root. And the root is really the seven games, as we call it, which is games of, that form trust and respect, teach horses to understand our body language and us to use body language, because horses don't understand words. You can teach them a word or two, or apparently a hundred and something has been proven. But that's not how, how horses communicate with each other. It's all through body language. So when in Horseville, do as horses do. And so we teach you to think and act and play more like a horse. Like a horse. In four savvies. And, and then you don't like have that. those problems on the trail. That's right. <laughs> it's wonderful. Linda Pirelli, that was fabulous. Anything last you want to add to that? Um, gosh, that was a surprise question. I think, um, you know, the most important thing is to go, what's my goal with my horse? And most people that have horses are horse lovers, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to be good with horses. And most of us don't know how, like even before I met Pat, you know, I wanted to be really good with horses and my thought was the Olympics, right? Or I want to compete in national competitions and competition is going to be my, my um, measure for how good I am with horses. And then Pat gave me a very different way to look at it and to go, that's not how horses judge people by, you know, the way you're sitting in your tack and, you know, all of that. They judge you by your mental, emotional and physical fitness in Horseville. In Horseville. And so let's help humans become, become more mentally, emotionally and physically fit as horsemen to be the partner that their horse dreams about. That's perfect. That's a perfect relationship between the horse and the person. That's wonderful. Linda Pirelli on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty, your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Are you in the market for an immaculate mini farm? We have an 11.6 acre farm with 12 stalls, covered round pin, beautiful paddocks, and completely updated home. Contact Louisa Barton for info or to set up a private showing. Let our team help you find the next farm for you and your horses. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. 
We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony, TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping, horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tax store. Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and joining me by phone, I have special guest Yvonne Bartow. Yvonne is with a rescue organization called Horses Without Humans. You can find that at horseswithouthumans.org on the web if you would like to check them out. Uh, I'm delighted to have Yvonne with us. I've been talking to uh, a co-worker of hers over the past couple of weeks via email. We've been chatting a little bit about this interview and the right time to do it. And I think this is a great time to talk about uh, an animal that's so important and so dear to my heart and to so many of you who listen every week to the show. Yvonne, welcome to the Horse Talk Show. It's lovely to have you with us uh, today. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how all of this started. Well, I'm, I'm a lifetime horse trainer and I have a very diverse background. I knew that I was going to be a horse trainer when I was 12 years old and so I've just tried to find a way to have horses part of my life and then I tried to get good enough that somebody would pay me to have horses part of my life and so I I've worked uh, on the racetracks, seven years on the racetracks of, uh, of the U.S. and Canada uh, with standard breads and thoroughbred racehorses. And then I trained problem horses and, and started horses for quite a while. And then I started working at the Arabian Nights Dinner Theater in Orlando, Florida. Mm. Um, and I worked there for probably six years. I uh, became the director of entertainment operations there and also was a principal trainer. And so I learned a lot about equine theater. And after that, um, uh, our family headed up to Illinois and we started KYB Dressage and uh, we ran that up in Illinois for over 20 years. Um, I'm a, a USDF bronze, silver and gold medalist and I've uh, trained about 18 horses to the Grand Prix and about 100 to the FEI levels. Um, so have a long, long background. But um, anyway, long story short, uh, I was making a movie, a documentary about um, 
uh, spotlight horses or uh, theater horses. It's uh, something people don't know that much about. And so in the research for the, the making of the movie, a lot of statistics about horses in general were coming across my plate. And I feel really bad, again, being a lifetime horse trainer, that all this information about horses that were shipping to slaughter and the uh, welfare of horses in the United States and what kind of horses, you know, fell into that slaughter pipeline. And the more I researched, the worse it got. And then I just couldn't sleep anymore and I couldn't stop thinking about it and I couldn't unknow what I knew. And, you know, I feel like that information came my way for a reason. So I weaved it into the first movie, Into the Spotlight, The Making of an Equine Theater Horse, and then weaved it back into the sequel, um, Into the Spotlight Part 2, Horses Without Humans, which by then we had a rescue started up in Illinois. But about a year and a half ago, we realized that... Um, well, I realized that we needed more space to have horses that weren't going to be able to pay their way. So we, um, with the help of um, Greg DeLine and DeLine Holdings, we uh, got this property, Rock Bluff Ranch, here in Bell, Florida. It's 126 acres. We still run our training business here. Uh, my daughters both work with me. They're both Grand Prix riders themselves. Wow. And we have a couple other trainers. And, um, and so we run the training operation, and then we have 42 rescue horses as well that we bring from various states ages of, you know, neglect or abandonment or surrender and get them, you know, fed up and healthy and then trained and adoptable. So I talked a lot, didn't I, all in a row? <laughs> yes, but that's wonderful. I actually have goosebumps. That's absolutely fantastic. And, and I'm sure you see some cases that make you very, very thankful for what you do every day. I'm sure you, you know, the, and the results and the after effects, the improvement. And in fact, we'll get, we've got some photos um, that uh, Yvonne has sent us. We're going to share with you um, really in no particular order, but just so you can kind of see um, a little bit of the sort of work they do and the horses um, that they've worked with. I think that the success stories are absolutely just phenomenal. And um, what's really nice to know is that Horses Without Humans is endorsed actually both by the ASPCA and by the Right Horse Coalition. Um, and there's actually some great testimonials on the website um, at horseswithouthumans.org that you can read as well um, on some of what is going on uh, at this uh, incredible rescue center. Um, you, you've been obviously doing this for, for a really long time. I'm sure you see some um, some very sad things and then you see some very glad things as well as you take uh, your years of expertise and put it to so much good. Yeah, I, I really, you know, horses are, are horses and, you know, they that's the thing. They, they, they don't often get to have a say in why their life is so bad when some other horses and, you know, when I was in Wellington for 13 years riding, you know, showing, competing, that's a whole different ball game and horses are treated better than many people in that yes. kind of lifestyle. Yes. And then it's these horses that they can't find somebody who will make sure they get a, a flake of hay. And, you know, for a horse to be stuck in a stall or a pasture and waiting for for food to show up that never does, and some of them to wait there until they just literally drop dead in that same field, you know, it, 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 it makes you sad, and I, I don't like it. And, and I'm realizing, too, I've studied on rescues, and the biggest thing that we can do is, is educate the horses, make them handleable, make them um, able to be, you know, even a, a pasture pet, but a pasture pet that will pick up its feet and, and be led and have some ground control, but then 
go on and, and make it a riding horse if it's an age to be a riding horse so we can adopt them out so our goal because we have trainers and it's an all hands on decks kind of operation here we are all working to make these horses into very good family partners and rideable horses and trail riding and obstacle handling so that when somebody comes to an adopt a horse from us it's it's kind of been vetted and proven and it's not too risky to get this horse and they can bring it back and trade it for another if they like you know that's never happens in the horse business oh you don't like it here we'll take it back bring another one get another one out here you go you know we the horse business some things about the rescue world are are so much better and and the gratitude and and making horses happy and how much of a hero you feel like just pushing a wagon of hay around i mean it's it's a great thing and i i think a lot of stuff has led me to this point in my life and i i, I think i'm supposed to be doing what i'm doing right now and and i'm learning i'm learning a lot and i'm trying to figure out how to do this better and how to um how to make sure that we the horse lovers of america are the ones that take responsibility for equine welfare in america and that's that's my long game and i want to make a rescue horse or adopted horse national championship because I think that's really important. We're going to do a Christmas show at the Canterbury Newberry uh, facility, and we have a beautiful, lovely theater, you know, really good show that I already have ready to go, and it's going to be a benefit for Horses Without Humans this December, and it, it, it's it's great. It's a proven show, and so I'm hoping that a lot of people will show up there. We'll have some of our adoptables there. We'll have some of the rescues even in the show, but it's a really nice holiday tale, Dickens kind of thing, and really beautiful horses and costume and music, so um, that will be something that we should all, you know, try to look for, and the community can get together and come and see us. How fantastic. How, Yvonne, how do you find the horses that you rescue, and how do you decide um, which ones should be rescued, and, and, and sort of is there particular places that you go to do that? Well, people are knowing about us, so it's, they're starting to come to us, but a lot of it is a horse that could be a good, you know, have years of good life ahead of it and maybe has either a training problem or it's, it's been abandoned or is in jeopardy of getting into that slaughter pipeline and so the ones that can be I don't mind if they're not trained I don't mind if they have a problem we can work through that I we don't want to be a sanctuary type of place because mm -hmm. I think other rescues can handle that or we want to be a training center for rescue horses we've gotten some from law enforcement we've gotten some from seizures uh, we've gotten some from people surrendering them just worried about their horse and um, we've gotten some from the auctions where you know I know that kill buyers are there and I'll just try to if I know they're, who this horse is going to get on the wrong truck, I'll, I'll pick it up. And um, and so it's been a number of different ways. Some from the thoroughbred racetracks, people call us. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways. And it's funny, you know, I didn't really know about all of that. And now I know so much. And it's like once the door is open, the gate is open and the flood is, is coming in. So, yeah, we don't have a problem um, finding horses, actually. We're, we have 42 at the, no. at the farm right now. Wow. Do any of them ever stay out the sort of rest of their life with you or do all of them go on and, and have a, a new career? Well, as a trainer, and I think that's part of it too, um, two Grand Prix horses, two stallions that I showed, I never owned them, but I showed them at Grand Prix, but later in life they both got into Jeopardy, which again I think was a pointing of a way that if a horse can be, one of them is the most winning horse in the United States dressage history, wow. um, his owner had some um, physical problems and was unhealthy, and that horse himself was in danger, so I took him of course because I own and I love him, and then a, a stallion before that that I, I trained and showed at Grand Prix and I was long listed for the team with, 
I hadn't seen him for two years, and then I found out that he was uh, in jeopardy of shipping to slaughter as well. So everything is kind of in point to me. It's been a perfect storm to make me realize, hey, look, get involved, do what you can. So these two guys and a number of other older horses that have been our family or they're in our family, they're here retired, and we're going to take care of our own horses forever and lead by that example. But as far as what we intake in, I want to make a difference with horses that uh, that we might be able to turn out and put back in society so we can bring more in. That's the problem with a lot of rescues. They, they can't get the horses adopted out because they're not rideable or handleable. And so I want to be able to say, look, we could get 100 horses adopted out in a year, and that means we can bring 100 more in. And then we could get people fostering horses and then get bigger programs going and train other people to train as we have. We have a working student and apprentice trainer program that we've run for years and train people to train horses. You know, I've judged the uh, road to the horse, which is a world right. champion colt yeah. contest. That's and I judged that um, for two years when Vicki Wilson run it, uh, and I met her, and she's an advocate of what we do, and a good friend of mine, and she's a wonderful horsewoman, a wonderful horsewoman, and she's been out here to the ranch. And so, um, but we want to train other people so that they they would be able to handle horses or go to other rescues and work so i have all manner of plans and schemes in mind it's just inventing time that's my that's my biggest we, problem. i think we all have that problem yvonne i i want to thank you so much for joining us on the show uh, horses without humans Dot org Yvonne Bartow. She is nothing short of a force of nature. Her drive and passion are only matched by her skill in getting things accomplished and uh, definitely doing an incredible labor of love and wonderful uh, work rescuing horses and retraining them for new careers and making sure that uh, they uh, can enjoy the rest of their lives, I think is uh, absolutely phenomenal. Hats off to you and your team. And thank you so much for joining us on the Horse Talk thank Show. You. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne Barto. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show.